If you have God's Word, if you'll turn with me to 1 John chapter 3, I want us to, we finished up chapter 3 last week, but I want us to back up so that we can uh, see in context this passage of Scripture we're going to be looking at tonight. So 1 John chapter 3, looking at verse 23. Of course, we talked about last week how these false teachers had come in and taken some of the church members out of the church with them unto a false teaching and a false doctrine. Uh, John is encouraging these, his beloved congregation to love one another, which is an authentic expression of the fact that you belong to Jesus. And so, notice what he says in verse 23, And this is His commandment, that we believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as He has commanded us. Whoever keeps His commandments abides in God and God in Him. And by this we know that He abides in us by the Spirit whom He has given us. That word Spirit is a key because John makes a transition here. Look what he says beginning in verse 1 of chapter 4. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and is now in the world already. Little children... You are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. And by this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. John is speaking here and he talks to them about, notice, whoever keeps his commandments abides. Again, that's one of John's favorite terminology for your relationship with Christ. In fact, you go to John chapter 15, Jesus said, you are to abide in me and I in you. The same will bring forth much fruit. And so this a term of abiding is one of John's uh, great theology, concepts of theology that teaches us about a person's relationship with God. His commands, what commands is he talking about? Well, he's talking about the commands that he and the other apostles have shared from the lips of Jesus with this congregation and with others. And so when you talk about the commands, he's talking about the very things that they had seen, they had observed, they had listened to Christ say. These were the same truths that they were passing on to others. So the commands that he's talking about here boils down basically to two different commands. One is believing in the name of the Son of God, believing in Jesus Christ that He was who He claimed to be, which is the essence of salvation. You have to confess Jesus is Lord if you're going to be saved. And so what John is saying, the commandments that you've received, the the primary one is that you believe in Jesus Christ. You put your faith and trust in Him. And the second one uh, is loving one another, which is the essence of Christian ethics. And of course, the very thing that these false teachers had not done, 
They had not loved one another, had they? Because they had broken up the fellowship and they had yanked some people out of there. They were anything but loving towards God's people. Both these commands, the Antichrist, as he calls them, or the false teachers or the successionists, those who've left the church, all of those people had not kept either one of those two commandments. John assured his, re- his readers that the power for salvation and for ethical living come from one conviction. The presence of the Spirit of the God has given to us. What happened was these false teachers had used uh, false ideas about the Spirit to deceive these believers. John says here we need to test the spirits to see whether they are from God. You realize that not everybody out there tells the truth as God wants it to be told. We live in a day and time when there's a lot of false teachers and a lot of false prophets out there and there's a lot of people that believe what they have to say. We have people that have led church members away from good, solid, Bible-believing churches over the issue of entertainment. They think every show's got to be bigger and better, and so these false teachers come in and they pull people away from God's family. Uh, John assured that they had the, these believers had the power to live the kind of life that Christ wanted them to. But the deceivers had led them to focus on something else. And since deceit can sometimes look like the truth, sometimes it's hard to distinguish. That's why it's so important for you and I to study God's Word. And any time we hear any teaching, we ought to lay that teaching alongside the Word of God and to make sure that that Word is true, that that Word corresponds with what we read in the Bible. Uh, The problem plaguing those believers in the network of churches was that a lying spirit uh, had induced heresy, which apparently had slipped in unawares under the theological radar. Uh, notice that what John calls his, his hearers in verse 1, he says, Beloved. I love that word. In fact, if you check the word out, Beloved, almost every time you see that in the book of 1 John, John is beginning a new section. He wanted to remind, there was just a few, few of them left. They were struggling for survival. They were struggling to, to maintain the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ, the witness of the Lord Jesus Christ in the places where they were, in this network of churches. Because they had literally been decimated by those who had gone out from them that were still trying to pull faithful church members away from the church into this false teaching. And so John encourages his beloved to test the spirits to see whether or not they're from God. And the reason why is because many false prophets have gone out into the world. You understand Satan does not want a person to put his faith and trust in Christ. And he will do anything and everything to get your focus on something else. I think one of the most difficult things for people today is we live in the me generation. It's all about me. And people go to church because of what it does for them. It it makes them feel. Guys, church is about serving. We are the body of Christ. Christ is the head. And we go to church not because of what we get out of it. We go to church by what we get to put into it. We come to worship the living God. We come to lift up the Lord We come to sing praises to His name. It's not about us. 
And unfortunately, because of the world in which we live in today, false teachers abound. And they have all kinds of people that are willing to follow these false teachings. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever wondered why people are so readily uh, willing to follow false teachers? More so than they're willing to follow truth and God's Word? Well, we know why, don't we? Because the God of this world deceives them. That's why John is telling them here that they need to test the spirits because not every spirit is of God. In fact, John was talking about these people that had led folks astray. Their new, quote, spiritual inspiration, and they probably came into the church saying, guys, we got, we got some more stuff to add what the, the apostles have been teaching you. We want you to know that we, we've heard from God's Spirit and we have this new teaching we want to teach, teach you about because we feel like it's a better teaching. And if you'll simply follow our teaching, you can have this great knowledge about who God really is. And people bought it hook, line, and sinker. Their new spiritual inspiration, they claimed, trumped the old teaching of the apostles. And basically, their new teaching became their new Bible. Anytime you teach something contrary to what's in this book right here, you're teaching your own ideas. You're teaching false doctrine. Guys, this Word is the truth. This Word alone is the truth. It speaks about the one who is truth. Jesus Christ is truth. Any authority claimed for new revelation automatically denies the authority of the written Word of God. This Word is sufficient. This Word literally has the power to divide and to pierce our very souls. This Word is God's Word. It is in breathe. God Himself moved in the hearts and minds of those who wrote this. They didn't simply sit down and decide to do this by themselves. They literally, God inspired the words that are written in this book. John wanted the rest of those who were left to continue to test the spirits because he knew that they would understand the difference between what was true and what was false. And he makes it really clear right here. He says, every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. What is he talking about there? He's talking about the teaching of the incarnation, who Jesus Christ really is. Because the spirit that drove these false teachers was from Satan, their message cut to the very core of the essentials of Christianity. If you take out the incarnation, if you take out the fact that God, the Lord Jesus Christ, became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory as of the only begotten, full of grace and truth. If you take out the incarnation, then you take out the cross. If you take out the cross from our salvation, we can't be saved. Apart from the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Apart from the sacrificial death, apart from Jesus becoming our substitute and taking our sins upon Himself and being crucified at Calvary, we cannot be saved. That's the why Satan attacks the person of Jesus Christ more than he does anything else. He tries to make us think that Jesus 
as these false teachers did, just appeared to be human. He really wasn't human, didn't really die on the cross. There's all kinds of theology. Muslims believe that God took Jesus off the, the spirit of Jesus off the cross and that somebody else was crucified in his place. They didn't believe God's son could be crucified. There are other denominations out there. There are other religions out there that tell us that Jesus really didn't die on the cross. There are other people out there that attack Jesus' Godhood. They tell us that Jesus was simply a mere man. He was a great teacher. He was a great moral and ethical person that led us to have great ethics and morals. But that's all He was. He was just a great teacher. He wasn't God. Jesus said, I and the Father one. Neither Jesus is a liar or He told the truth. And we know from a fact that Jesus is the truth. And so we know that he's not telling a lie, but Satan wants us, does not want us to accept the person of the Lord Jesus Christ because he knows that in the death, the burial, and the resurrection, and the exaltation of the Lord Jesus Christ, you and I are saved. You and I are put in a right relationship with God. And you and I can have eternal life with God the Father. Satan hates God. He will do anything to keep us from putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. But notice what he goes on to say. Little children, you are from God and you have overcome them. That's a perfect tense that means there was a point in time when they overcame and it still has continuing results out into the future. They have overcome. When did they overcome? They overcame in the very moment that they put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God. The Holy Spirit is our teacher and our guide. You remember Jesus said, if I go away, I'll send the Comforter and He will guide you into all truth. It is the Holy Spirit who helps us to understand what the truth really is. He says, you have overcome them. Isn't that great news? Can you imagine... Can you imagine this small group of believers who were still left? And back then, it cost something to follow Jesus. Many of them had not, were not able to work in the marketplace. They weren't able to sell their wares. They weren't able to take care of their families. Some of them were being persecuted. Some of them were being put in prison. Other things were happening to some of them. And yet they faithfully served Christ. And now a whole large group of folks had gone out from their churches you know how discouraging it is when people leave? Y'all know. We've seen people leave our church. It's discouraging, isn't it? It's discouraging when people leave. But guys, we need to remain faithful to do what God has called us and told us that we need to do. Believers always have the upper hand in any spiritual battle because the one who is in us, the Holy Spirit, is greater than he who is in the world. Who's in the world? Satan's in the world. Guess what? Remember what John has already said about Jesus? He came to do what? Destroy the works of the devil. My dear brothers and sisters, you and I overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the Lord Jesus Christ, by who He was, by our testimony of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You and I always win in any spiritual battle because greater is He that is in us than He that is in us. The world. Notice he goes on to say, whoever knows God listens to us. Hang on, let me back up a verse. 
Look, go back to verse 5. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. You know why false teachers are able to gain such a hearing from people? Because they are of the world, and they speak to people who are of the world. Now, I'm not saying all these people were lost that went out from the church. But as I've told people before, you know, you really can't tell a difference between a lost person and a backslidden Christian. If you don't feed your mind with the Word of God, if you are not strong in what you believe about who Jesus Christ is, you will easily be led astray. That is what has happened to these people. The world listens to these false teachers, to these antichrists, because they are from the world. Notice what he says in verse 6, we. Now, who is he talking about we? Who is he talking about we? John here is probably talking about him and the other apostles. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now guys, unless you get, think that John was getting to be prideful about who he was, really what he says here that we are of God is literally what it means to be an apostle. An apostle literally means one who is sent by God on a mission. You remember what Jesus told His apostles? As the Father has sent me, even so send I you. God had called these men to be His apostles, to be on mission, to tell the good news of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. And so He's saying, we, the apostles, are from God. We have been sent from God. We've witnessed who Jesus Christ is. Whoever knows God listens to us. If the Spirit of God abides in somebody, they know whether or not what the message, if the message spoken agrees with what we read in this book right here, don't they? Have you ever been in a situation where you've heard somebody teaching false doctrine and all of a sudden your spirit just closes down just like that because you know what that person's saying is a lie? I've had that happen to me before. Guys, if we know God's Word and God's Word abides in us and the Holy Spirit is in us, He will convince us of what is truth and what is not truth. Of course, we have to listen to His voice. We have to listen to what the Holy Spirit tells us. He says here, Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God, speaking of those successionists, those antichrists, those false teachers, whoever does not listen to us is not from God. What is he implying to that con- the rest of the congregation that was still left? Quit listening to those false teachers. Quit paying attention to what they're saying. This word, God's word, are the words of life. Any other words are the words of eternal death. And we don't need to listen to them. And so John, as he's speaking to this group of people, he still he's kind of goes back and forth between speaking to the congregation that's still left, as well as speaking to those who have left, as well as speaking to the false teachers who have led the other people astray. And what John is, was saying to those who had gone out and followed these false teachers, look, if you listen to us, we preach 
the Word of God. We preach the truth. If you want to follow God's ways, then you need to listen to what we're saying. If you don't want to follow God's ways, then listen to these false teachers. Like you've already been doing, you've been led astray. And John is saying to those who remain faithful to serving the living God, faithful to what the apostolic teaching and the apostolic doctrine about the person of Jesus Christ, His life, His death, His burial, His resurrection, His ascension, and His second coming, all of those wrapped up in the concept of the gospel of who Jesus Christ is. Those who were still there that were listening, that were following that, John was saying to them, guys, don't pay any attention to these false teachers because they're not telling you the truth. Jesus was God come in human flesh. He didn't just appear to be God. He didn't just seem to be God. He wasn't just simply a moral teacher. He wasn't simply a rabbi. He was God come in human flesh. If not, you and I are still dead in our trespasses and sin. Because if He were not the perfect God-man, He could never have paid the penalty of our sins. That's great news. That's great news because you and I are born again by the power of the living God. Let me just encourage you, my brothers and sisters, don't listen to false teachers. Don't follow false prophets. Don't listen to the words that would sway you, that make you feel good about yourself. Listening, listening, to the truth, paying attention to what God has revealed in His Word. It's where you and I find strength. It's where you and I find hope. It's where you and I find joy and peace that passes all understanding. So let me just encourage you, keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes on Him. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you guidance each and every day so that you will hear His voice and you will respond faithfully to what He calls and asks you to do. Let's go to the Lord in prayer.